another episode of Remember Country Music. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus, and uh, today we have Bryce Malden here. Bryce, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I'm really glad we got to sit down and do this. Um, I know I've been, you know, sending you a bunch of bunch of messages, probably being a pain in the ass, but I'm glad, uh, <laughs> I'm glad, really glad we got to do this. <laughs> no, thank, thank you for having me. It's always, it's always a good time doing these, and uh, well, I don't have a whole lot going on right now, so, you know, it hey, works out. Neither do I. That's why I'm doing this, so let's do it. I mean, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so, first off, I just want to congratulate you on, um, on I Broke Up With You. Right now, it's just, it's blowing up. Well, from what I've seen, you know, it's doing really well. It's got over a million. Yeah. It's doing yeah. really well. I think in the past year, um, your career has just taken off. I mean, you were doing well before social media wise, but now I, I feel like, you know, you're just, you made a huge Yeah, thing. man. It's a, uh... It's been doing good. It's my best song so far, like best streaming numbers, best views on YouTube and all that good stuff. It's the first song I got to do a music video for. So um, it's done really good. And TikTok has helped it a lot. So yeah. it's been a cool experience. You know, it's funny because I've actually talked to a, um, so far doing this whole thing, I've talked to a handful of artists that, you know, either started on TikTok. Um, my first episode was with Jaden Hamilton. I mean, yeah, he blew up on TikTok. But like, you know, I've talked to artists that, that, that have used TikTok. Spencer Crandall is another one of them too that uses it a lot. And um, oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's interesting because it's like this app that I feel like people kind of dismissed for a while and were like, I'm not getting TikTok. And then now it's yeah. now, like, especially with all this, you know, kind of being stuck in our own little bubbles kind of thing. I feel like people started using it and it's an easy way to, you know, get content out there and, and get people to see your videos. For sure. It's definitely probably the number one app right now for pretty much anything you do. Just being an influencer, an artist, being funny, whatever you do. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy to, to get a following on there if it's you're active. To go viral in general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even me, like I, I TikTok, like I post dumb stuff. It's just like, it's just fun stuff. It's never yeah, serious. For sure. I, I've have, I have a couple of videos. I have like, I, mean, I could be wrong, but it's about like 5,000 or so followers. Which yeah, is like dude. Nothing. But like I literally posted, it's because I went to, um in February, like before this whole thing started, I went to Knoxville. My cousin goes to University of Tennessee. Yeah. And I went to go see uh, Jason Aldean and Morgan Wallen. Oh, and sweet. I got the chance to meet Morgan Wallen. And yeah. you know, I just cut my hair. I, I had like a flow for the longest time, like a super long, like probably like my neck almost my shoulders length really and i was like talking to him and i was like hey man should i uh should all my cousins my cousin and all his friends want to know if i should cut this into a mullet and he's like yeah do it and i was like all right fine i'll do it tonight so and someone took that video and i put it on tiktok and it like blew up and then i got there you go crazy. it's definitely not the best algorithms and it's definitely i mean it's a it's a it's a loop you'll get stuck just watching videos for hours on there so true it's so true yeah it's ridiculous the kind of crap that you'll find on there it's great um, though so uh, what is it? So, so you, you released I Broke Up With You, and then what is that like? Because um, you're a young guy, you're what, 22 or 23? Somewhere I'm 23. Okay, so you're yeah. 23, right? You started doing this in 2016, correct? Yep. So, yeah. what is that like to release that that first um, song? And then you also were a part of writing that song. So, you know, does it have more of a meaning? Because you, you have an EP out, and you, you're not a yeah. writer on all of those songs, correct? So, so, actually, my first song I didn't write. I uh, I cut that song from Brett and Brad Warren and Jimmy Yeri, and uh, everything else I've written so far. Um, my EP I wrote, Everything But All the Proof I Need. And I wrote, I broke up with you, which was my latest single. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a cool experience. You never know what to expect. Um, it can be a little stressful when you're thinking about trying to get it all out. And then like, 
promoting it and all that good stuff. But in the end, it's just really fun and it's a cool experience. It's cool when you start doing shows and you see people singing your songs back because now you have a platform of being out on all these streaming platforms. So it's a it's a great experience. Did you enjoy making that music video? Was it fun? Oh yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I was so that was nerve wracking too because I didn't know what to expect. First one I ever did, so it was like. So how does that go flat. on? Like how does how does that all the behind the scenes aspects of that go on? Because I really look, you know, I watch music videos all the time, but I'm always just like, yeah, look how this really looks. When they're when like the music is not being played Nick in the video. Well, Austin Peckham at Create Nash, he's the one who like he was the director and videographer. So he he had the storyline down. We had you know, we had to go to a bar, you had to put smoke machines in there. <laughs> and then like you got they, the lighting's important, so they got a lighting guy. And then the rest is just like the music is played on a boom box. You just I actually sang like so it looked yeah. like I'm singing. I tried like try not to lip sync too much, but um, it's a cool experience because like it's all these different. I only did two locations, but once everything's pieced together, it's like dang, that turned out cool. Yeah, I mean, I you know I, I went to college, when I in college. I you know I have a media background. I do stuff like this, and I've I've worked in TV and things like that. But my friend, he's really big in the cinema, so you know he's yeah. like documentaries and and crap like that all the time. And like, yeah. and so I understand the whole, like, you know, the whole lighting thing and the whole, um, you know, sh- different shots thing, but being the, like the main center focus, if I was you, I'm not even kidding. It takes so many times. I just try, I just start laughing. Like I can't, I just, and it's not, I'm, I think I'm just like, I'm not a serious enough guy to just like look straight at a camera and not laugh. It's just yeah. It's, it's also the worst part is when you got 15 people there and, and you're the focus and they're all looking at you lip sync while <laughs> camera's on you. That's the funny part. I know because it's so uncomfortable, but yeah. you're like, whatever, I gotta do it. <laughs> so, listen, I, I really don't, I don't think I'd be able to get through it at all, and it, it would be terrible. But um, yeah. the video did come out really well. I mean, I remember when it came out, I looked, I watched it, and uh, it looks really good. Like, Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it's awesome. it. It's really, it's, awesome. it's, uh, yeah, Austin's good, and and uh, I mean, I don't have like the. $50,000 budget these labels are doing, but it turned out, I think, just as good. So, so that was fun. Yeah. The way I see it is like, as long as you, you don't need the in- insane budget with the insane equipment, you just, you just don't need it. No. I mean, like, let's, let's, let, let's see this. Like I'm doing this right now and I'm going to put this up, you know, on Spotify or Apple podcasts or wherever you, anyone listens to podcasts. But I like to think that it sounds just as decent as like a high quality podcast. And I'm literally sitting in a room in my house with a microphone and a computer and that's it. And I have exactly. software and that's it. You don't need the, the, the big budget things all the time to, to you know, make a hit or to make it go. No. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so Agreed. just what is it? So you're from Florida. Are you yeah. in Florida now or are you in Nashville now? I'm in Nashville right now. Okay. So what is that like? Because, you know, you, you like you said, you started in 2016. Why did you wait so long to start to start singing? I mean, I mean, you uh, were young then, but, you know, you waited a pretty decent amount of time. Yeah. So I raced motocross my whole life. Um, Which I, I didn't know, by the way, and I just read that. Which yeah. Is so yeah. Cool. That's so, so I, cool. I I played baseball, football. Then when I got like 12, I started getting into motocross a lot. By the time I was 14, 15 years old, I was like full-time in traveling all over with my family. And I never sang. My dad sang a little bit growing up. Um, He was just like a campfire singer. Mm -hmm. So I never really sang at all um, until I had my senior year. I had to take a guitar class for an elective. And I taught myself how to play guitar. Um, Then I started singing. My parents would leave and I'd be too embarrassed to sing in front of them. So I'd wait till they left the house and I'd start singing. And uh, I just like, that was the year that I like was like, I want to try and sing. And both my parents had ears. So like, I was worried to sing in front of them because if I sing and they're like, you're tone deaf or something. Yeah. <laughs> take, take the fun away from it. 
but uh it ended up it ended up going good and like i just i asked my parents how i was and they loved it and from there on out i just was i kind of even at that point all i wanted to do was sing and play in my living room yeah i didn't didn't want to go out and play but then uh it just kind of grew and like i've once i got out of my comfort zone i was good to go so how what was it like putting that first video on social media where you're shitting bricks because i would have been terrified i was because everybody knew me just for riding a dirt bike so that's like what i was doing and i uh I remember the first time I posted it, that's where it blew up was on Twitter and Instagram. Um, this page called Chorus, they shared it. And just from there on out, I was like, yeah. dang, people, I got fans now. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Did, did you think that, did you travel a lot for motocross? Did you go like a cross country kind of thing? Um, I didn't go across, like, I yeah, I cro- like all in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I've been everywhere from up to Michigan to Texas, down the Florida, South Florida. Yeah and everything in between um i haven't really raced out in like california or i've never raced overseas or anything but um i've raced in all over the world and that's cool Did you, do you feel like you know traveling a lot you know influence the different types of music that you listen to because you spent a lot of time on the road and obviously it's a big thing it did i grew up like i listened to everything yeah um i would say i listen to country and rap more often than anything but i uh i used to listen to like a lot of rock and like all that good stuff yeah. when I raced, you know, get a little hype, but there's um, different times for different genres of music. That's how I, see yeah. It. Yeah. I always traveled with my mom. So I had to listen to the to country music and that's what I loved, but we always listened to the radio and it was just country music. So do you, think that influenced, you know, the kind of, uh, the kind of sound that you wanted to portray then, because I mean, you don't necessarily have that traditional country sound. You have more of a modern country sound, which is, you know, what we see a lot going on these days. But, yeah. You know, listening to some of the older people and some of the newer people, which kind of influenced your sound. For sure, they definitely did. That's like the covers I was doing when I first yeah. started. Um, that's like my covers that blew up on Facebook. I grew up listening to old country, and I love it. It's, I mean, it's what made country. Um, I definitely uh, the influence in my music today, um, lyrically, is kind of from there. But obviously, sound is different. Right. Um, I still like. I, I mean, I wrote a song the other day that pretty traditional and might release it since i'm independent i can release anything so yeah that's the release good it. i'm telling you just release it just do it yeah, i love I mean, when like, it comes out i love it yeah dude i got another song coming out soon that it's uh definitely different than what i do it's more aldenish like rock country that's awesome um, yeah it's just it's cool like writing all this different stuff yeah figuring out my sound still yeah i mean it's funny you say you you know you like grew up with um you know more traditional older country it's funny because i'm within the so i only started listening to country music when i was i, I was like I, I i said this last week i'm episode last week but i literally started listening to country music when i was probably like a junior senior in high school it, it was a long time for me so wow. i listened to it for like seven or so years so like i go through i and i listen to like a ton like all aspects of country music i, I pretty much listen to it all like i for sure i am just like obsessed with it it's, it's ridiculous but i listen <laughs> well, that's to awesome I listened to like I went. I guess I went backwards because I didn't listen to the traditional stuff until later, because what yeah. people listen to, especially like I told you, I'm from Jersey. You know, we don't get a crazy amount of country fans here. I also live like pretty close to New York City, so we definitely don't get that many. Country yeah, fans. like there's and and you always get the get the fans, but it's always like, you know, the, the really mainstream guys like the Tom, yeah, Smith, Georgia Lines and those guys. Um, so like I don't get to like be in the car with someone and someone play like an Alan Jackson or like a 
I don't know, anything. Like Hank Williams. You had to influence yourself to listen to exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Like I'm huge Garth yeah. Brooks. And that only happened when I was, and I'm kind of ashamed to say this, but it only happened when I was like a freshman in college. I like, or maybe a sophomore, I got offered to go to his concert. And ever since I went to his concert, I was hooked. I was really? Hooked. But it only came at that point. Like it didn't come before then. So like, that's a good first guys concert like you that too. get influenced. I don't, that, that's not me, which is like ridiculous. And it's kind of funny. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I grew up listening to it. My dad always played Travis Trey, Gary right. Allen, um, all that stuff. Um, a whole lot more, Yeah, but that's just the stuff I grew up to. Then my brother was the Avenged Sevenfold and like Crossbay, like all the rock. And then my sister was rap. So yeah, we were all, you got, you got a little bit of it all. Yeah, I did. A little bit of it I, all. Did. I listened to it all. <laughs> that's awesome. When you moved to Nashville, did you see, um, I mean, did you know anyone you were, when you were going there when, when you, when you decided to make that move or did you, cause you, I mean, I know you guys all like have your like connections and you all know. Like, yeah. But. So long story short, when I was first like getting into it and I started playing out and my videos were doing good. Um, the Warren brothers helped me out with like, they influenced me to move here. Mm -hmm. They encouraged it. And they, uh, they got me into the room with them to write some songs. They let me cut a song. So that definitely like was a part of it. And then also while I was looking for a place to move, I met, I found out I had family here that I'd never met and they turned out to be really good people and very supportive and a big help in my move. Um, I lived with them for, I don't remember how long I lived with them for a while. Then I moved into another place with some random people. Then dude, just going out. Like I was, I was not, I was 20 years old, like 20 years old. Just, I was just going sneak in the bars and meet people, <laughs> but that's how I, that's how I, I mean, Really, that's the networking here. Like everyone is at the bar, so you just gotta show your face, go to whiskey jams, uh, go to writers. I rooms. love whiskey jam. It's yeah, no it's secret on this podcast. So I love whiskey jam. It's not. A <laughs> it's not. It's great. I um. It's funny because I, I I had a feeling that you know as as songwriters you all like kind of knew each other in some aspect. And, you know. Oh if, yeah. If you worked together. If it was more of a social media thing, like I I knew that you all had some uh, some you know relationship, but um. So Hayden Kaufman, I'm a huge Hayden Kaufman. I love like, Hayden Kaufman, like Hayden and I, you know, we, we talk on, you know, every so often, but yeah, yeah. I was cool. watching, uh, I think like Here to Drink, it was a music video when he put it out you know, yeah. a while back, but I was re-watching it and I was like, holy shit, like you're in it. Like, you may come <laughs> I am. Yeah, we were there. They, they threw a party that night. We all hung out. And <laughs> you know, what's funny is I watched that video it. and I'm like, yo, they're really just having a party and they're just filming the whole party. It's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> but like, you know, I think that's awesome that you guys just you know are all in your own circle and you know you all work work together in some sort of capacity and it's it's a, a big networking thing I, I know there's something I bring up a lot here is that um you know even just you working with an artist or working with another songwriter writing a song you know that can tr make a trickle effect of you writing with another songwriter that you oh yeah you know I mean? Nashville's a very big small town like it's a big big city but it's a small community of music people yeah. like songwriters and artists like everybody knows each other yeah. and if they don't you'll meet them some somehow some way later on um that's pretty cool though like everybody writes everybody's got their groups but everybody gets everyone gets out of their groups to write with other people so yeah. it's a uh, it's a I mean, it's a creative town and it's fun. Did, did you find that it was hard to like be a songwriter or did you, you know, what was that like? Because I feel like songwriting's incredibly hard. Yeah, like I I didn't start singing until I was, you know, turning 19 years old, like really. And I uh, 
I never wrote songs. And then I started trying to write songs. And now that I look back on it, they were terrible. I hope no one ever hears them. <laughs> um, but once I moved here, songwriting is definitely like you have to practice it. Like it's an it's a art and you have to just practice, which is what we do here. Um, writing with three people makes it so much easier because especially if you like I started writing with good people. So I got to see like how it's done. And then just kind of just grow from there. Like you got to write with people that are better than you. And you also got to write by yourself to try and like just get better at it. So it's definitely different and I'm getting better at it, but I'm still no master at it. So, uh, but I love it. Yeah. I I mean, listen, like, I feel like, like anything else, it's kind of, um, you know, it takes practice and it takes time and, um, for sure, which is, you know, a common theme that I've been seeing, you know, talking to you guys and, um, all your different songwriters, which is awesome for me because like I've said before, I can't sing a lick. I can't play any, (laughs) I can't write songs. And, but the thing, the problem with that is, is that I love all of that stuff and I love all that stuff. So the only way for me to, you know, actually get into that world is to do something like this. <laughs> because well, get an instrument, start learning. I have a guitar. Bryce, I'm telling yeah. you, I have a guitar. I bought a guitar. I've taken guitar lessons when I was a kid. <laughs> Couldn't do it. I bought, when I got a couple years ago in college, I was like, you know, screw it. I'm just going to buy another guitar and I'm just going to learn how to play. And I yeah. couldn't figure it out. I, couldn't figure it out. I, I mean, I, I guess I could figure it out, but like, I was just so bad and I got so discouraged. I was like, screw it. And it sits in my closet and I think about it every day if I'm going to take it out and start playing. <laughs> YouTube. YouTube's the best thing <laughs> out there. Doing. But you know you the can problem? learn anything for free on YouTube. That's true. And the, But the problem with that is, is that when I go to, to type in um, like how to do certain chords and things like that, I don't want to sit there and play a D chord and play a G chord and play whatever. I want to like go in and play songs that I like to play. And I, <laughs> I feel you. I got That's so frustrated when I first started learning. I tried to learn when I was younger, like when I was like 11 or 12 from my pastor. And he, uh, he taught me like three chords and I kind of like, they kind of stuck with me for a while, but I used to get so mad trying to learn how to play guitar. I mean, I think the great thing about the fact that, you know, I like country music and you like country music and the fact that, anyone who wants to play country music in any, any capacity can typically play a song with three or four chords and like a good oh, yeah. strumming pattern, which is great for me, but like I can get the chords down, but I, but like my strumming sucks. So then it just sounds like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With the three chords and a capo, you can play anything. I, I mean, when I first started, I couldn't play and sing. Like I was like, how the heck do you sing and play this guitar? <laughs> but I figured it out, just practice and practice and kept going. And I just keep getting better. So yeah. I mean, you know, it, it seems to be working out for you, obviously. And <laughs> so far. So far. It's a long way to go. So far. Just so far. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what is your thought, like, when it comes to the, the route of, you know, going to Nashville and, and, and playing the bars or, you know, busking in any, in any sort of way or, like, doing the whole, like, American Idol route, things like that? Is, it, do you, is there something that um, enticed you to go this way and just be like, I think this is the better route for me? Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I would – so, um, playing the bars downtown, I think it's great, like, if you're – if to make money. Yeah. Um, it's probably – I mean, you're not – this is more my opinion, but also, I mean, nobody really gets seen on Broadway, like, to get picked up. Like, you're not going to have, like, a big executive from a company really see you playing on Broadway, at least in my opinion. It's better for money. But I think doing that and then going, like, playing songwriters rounds and writing with people is great for getting out there. Um, I'm not big into the like TV shows 
I auditioned for those things. And yeah, and nothing against them. I just think like getting here, doing what we're doing, like everyone who's moved to Nashville, like you start, you learn how to write your own songs. Yeah. You learn the business, you learn, you meet people. When you're on those TV shows, you can be up here. And if you don't follow up with a smash song, you can be forgotten about pretty quick. Yeah. Um, either way, you can be forgotten about pretty quick. But uh, yeah, I, I like the route that I'm doing. I feel comfortable with like the moving to Nashville, writing my own songs, meeting people, um, posting covers, keeping like social media going. But I mean, I, it's definitely cool how those people get such huge followings off of those TV shows. Yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, like even like even you said, like you're doing it this way, and you you have a huge following yourself. Like it, it just kind of depends on you know how you go about it, and if you get and depending on who you are and you know what. Yeah. You're I mean, some of these people that go on these TV shows are like incredibly polished, and like some some people that go to go to um, Nashville are you know kind of starting from the ground up kind of thing. So I think it's you know a different route for everyone. It is for sure. It's cool to be on TV. So if you want to be on TV, go on TV. I think you got to have a good story to get on there, but yeah, <laughs> maybe make something up and see if you can. Yeah, it. no, it's cool to watch. Yeah, it is cool. Do you go when you go home to Florida, right? Do you ever like just like play shows there or just like local shows kind of thing, like places that you grew up going to? Yeah. So where I'm from, I'm from Central Florida. Okay. Um, it's about an hour west of Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the middle of nowhere, small town, like 900 people. It's called Webster. Um, when I go back home, I normally just hang out. But when I do shows, my last the last two years, I've tried to do like bigger shows. I played the House of Blues in Orlando, cool. and they turned out awesome. Like first one we did, there's probably 2,000 people there. The second one, coronavirus kind of screwed up. There's still like over a thousand people. And I did another show at Rawhide. No, Cala, Florida. That went good. We had a few hundred people there. Um, I really just like now I'm trying to play full band shows. Before then, I used to go home all the time, like every weekend, and play all these different bars and grills. And I would just do acoustic, you know, three, four hour sets. And that's how I would go back home and make some money. And yeah, and that was my shows. But now I'm trying to do full, more full band stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. And it's so much more fun. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, that's what I've been, that's what I've actually been told in the past few weeks or so. Cause, cause obviously people are, are kind of stuck doing the whole Instagram live thing, Facebook live thing, or like maybe going yeah. to where they're just like, it's just them and their guitar. But I feel like the band kind of puts a whole different adrenaline rush into it. You know what I mean? Like having the drums in the background sure. and things like that. It's just like the, the way it moves people too is so much better. Like yeah. people just love, a full band, the, the guitars, the drums. I get to put down a guitar because I'm not good at playing guitar. So I just get to sing and I get to perform and it's fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's a good time. I, I, I can't wait for for more of that to happen because right now. Honestly, yeah. What, what do you think? What do you think? I, I'm, I'm feeling like more towards the end of 2020, maybe beginning of 2021. Yeah, I think it's going to be 2021. And I I mean, I still have a show that's supposed to come up in October at, uh, in Kissimmee, Florida at Country Thunder. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to play that, but I don't think that's going to happen. That's yeah. just my opinion. I don't know yet. Yeah. But, I mean, you just got to think who the first person's going to be to go out there and play a show without getting in trouble and like people getting mad. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, that happened a couple of weeks ago, and it didn't go that well. No, it didn't. <laughs> so, I think that's going to be the big thing is, like, when people are comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, unfortunately – like you said, I mean, Country Thunder's in Florida, but Florida's, you know, at an iffy spot right now compared to a lot of places. Yeah, supposedly there's a lot of cases there. Yeah, my aunt lives uh, 
down in um, Cape. Uh, Cape Coral. Yeah, there. She lives there. Yeah. So um, apparently, it's pretty. It's pretty nasty down there. So. Uh, I bet. I, I mean, up here we're we're I mean we're chilling so far up here. We you know we were we were pretty bad for a while, but you know we we locked down for a long time, so we're doing okay right now at the moment. Nice. I've had fa- I, my brother and some of my friends I've worked up there in New York and Jersey and all that when it was bad. Yeah, and I heard it was, it was it was a train wreck. It was really bad. You know why? Because I mean, like we're here, and I'm like I said, I'm about a half hour from New York City, so most of the time people that live in my area commute to the city for work. So they're going yeah. back and then they're, you know, they're getting on buses and trains and subways and things like that. And that's just literally Done. like the Mecca right there. It's just all spreading out. And it's yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. It's, it's terrible because, you know, I've said this and it's like, they're taking, they're, there are multiple things that keep me sane. And those things are, have gone away. Concerts and sporting events. <laughs> yeah. But there's no yeah. baseball and there's no concerts. And that's terrible for me. <laughs> I know. Aren't, is there going to be baseball? Yeah, um, baseball is coming back. The first game is July twenty third, and so they're gonna do it. Yeah, they're gonna do it, but it's gonna be you know empty stadiums and things like that. Honestly, I don't know yeah. if it's gonna last the whole season though, because like like the Yankees are playing the Nationals, which I'm hyped for because I think the Yankees can win the whole thing. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like someone already tested positive, or a couple people already tested positive on the Yankees. So like, I don't know. Yeah, it sucks. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. It's it's, it's kind of yeah. Like, we'll see. We'll see. Keep, keep, keep cool. I couldn't imagine playing an empty stadium, not at all, but, but yeah, it'd be terrible. Let's just back. See, I, I told you I get on tangents here, we just kind of talk about whatever. But oh, you're good, man. Um, so for Instagram, right? You post a lot of Instagram videos, you know, whether that be covers or you know, originals or unreleased originals. Um, what is that first video like that first cover? Well, I guess it'd be a cover video, or maybe not, but I guess it'd be a cover video or not. Um, that you posted where you were like, you know, people like this and it kind of blew up. And um, do you do you feel like, and maybe you don't feel this way, but do you think like when you start getting like hate comments, maybe then you know that, you know, you're actually making it kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, I'm not saying that no, in like a negative way, but. No, for sure. So my first video was Diet Happenman by Thomas Rhett. Uh-huh. It was on Instagram and Twitter. And that's when I was like, one day I tagged this account called Chorus, and at the time I think they had like seven million followers. And I just tagged them, but they always post like pop or R&B, like artists, mm-hmm. never like any country. So I tagged those people. One day I was outside, and before this, this it was doing great. Like people were freaking out. Most activity I've ever had on anything. So that was cool. But then I tagged them. One day I came back into the house, and I saw my phone was like blowing up. And my Instagram followers like going up and I saw they posted me and I was like, dang, like that was pretty crazy. And especially when you get put in front of that many people, you get hate comments. Yeah. So it doesn't really bother me. It bothers my mom and my sister so much. (laughs) I mean, mother's instinct, of course. Yeah. My mom and sister, I used to have to tell them don't respond because they go (laughs) on there getting back at them. And I'm like, no, I was like, let them, they're keyboard warriors. Yeah. But uh, no, it's, it's all fun and it's it's whatever like i know it comes with it so when i guess when that first happens you just gotta accept it and be like all right this is this means you got fans and you got haters see that i mean i think you know you you can have a lot of fans but if you don't have those people that, that doubt you then it doesn't drive you so i think that's i think that's kind of uh that's kind of cool and i actually yeah. i actually heard that from someone i forget someone said that but someone was like i knew that i that i've made it in some capacity when people started disliking my stuff yeah, and I, I well, thought dude, that was it fun. Be, 
you can be Carrie Underwood and people are still going to hate on you. Everyone's going to hate something. I mean, no, no you can't say anything like Carrie Underwood or something. <laughs> like I mean, you're 100% right. You're so right. So you just, you, you came out with merch, right? You have a website now, which is so yep. cool. That's awesome. Yep. I'm digging the camo hat. I think I'm going to have to buy one myself because I have, uh-huh. I have a, a large hat addiction. It's a problem. Hey, it's a problem. I need, yeah, I, I have a lot of hats too. My thing is I ruin them because I sweat with all his hair. Yeah. Then my hat turns, got sweat stains all over it. Yeah, I had but, that problem yeah. too. I just like bought so many that I just switch them out all the time. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I got merch now. It's at brushmodern.com and hope I'm just talking last night. Hopefully I can get, get some cooler stuff soon. But this was the first stuff, but it, uh, it's pretty cool seeing people yeah, wear it. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Thank you. But it's funny because you're right. I mean, like I told you, I had this large flow going on for the longest time and I could not do anything to my hair. So I put a hat on every day, every yeah. single day. Like I'm not like I'm not talking like like I'd wake up. First thing I do is put one on. I go to sleep. Last thing I do is take it off like every single day. Yeah. So many. I mean, I, I still have so many. You should see how many in my room, but it's like it's hard to style it. Yeah. Because it's so long, like mine's getting long. Like it's getting like are you gonna, pretty, are you gonna let it grow or are you gonna keep it? I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I've been thinking about cutting it. I've been thinking about putting it back. I don't it's know. It's hard to part ways with it, right? It's hard to make yeah, that decision. It is it's terrible. It is. I made that decision like last week, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess I guess on Friday or Saturday. And for the because I haven't I literally haven't gotten a haircut in a year. In a year. And then <laughs> and I, I plan on getting one, you know months ago and then everything shut down so i was like you know i'm just gonna let it rock like i'm just gonna like let it, let it flow <laughs> and see what happens and then it started like curling back here and it's oh, like, yeah. it was ridiculous like it was so nuts and i got to the point where like i'd walk around and, pe- and like walk around town and people who i haven't seen in a long time would be like i didn't even recognize you like it was so long like i'm talking like to like probably like my mouth area that's how long it came. oh i believe it it's ridiculous and i just like got stuck with it with having to cut it and i was like i'm just never gonna cut it and um so then I, I went to the girl that cuts my hair and the first, and she cuts, she's been cutting my hair for years. And the first thing she said to me was, what the hell is on your neck? So like, cause it was just so long and it was yeah. just so hard to part ways with it. I came home and my brother is like, oh my God, like it's so weird. And it was so weird to you. So. <laughs> yeah, I, my hair is so long right now. I don't, sometimes I don't recognize myself. I don't know if I should cut it or keep it going. Honestly, I say, this is what I say. Take this how you will. But the most annoying part for me was when I was sleeping because it would get in my face. So if it's doing that, I'm telling you, just cut it. It's not because not. Mine working. doesn't do that yet, but trying to keep it like I got to get a shower if I want to do anything with it. And I also don't know what to do with it because once it dries, my hair curls and gets all frizzy. And yeah, see, mine. So I just throw on a ball cap, but I'll figure it out soon. Once quarantine happened, I just I was like, I'm letting go of myself. Hey, I mean, that's what I said. <laughs> Look, I'm growing this scruff. I can't, I never do any of this. Like this is, yeah. this comes in red. This is disgusting. Like you don't want this. <laughs> I'm you. I had a little bit of that too. You, you <laughs> don't want this at all. No, I think no. it's hilarious because I've been wearing hats my entire life and I just like now figure that it's just like a need, like I need one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go anywhere without one. Like I feel naked without it. It's terrible. Naked face, yeah. It's awful. All Grow right. it. Grow um, it all weird. Yeah, right. I should just grow like the whole red, the whole ginger beard goes all Luke, Luke Holmes. There you go. That's a fuck, right? That's a look. Yeah. I'm telling you. I don't think that'll ever happen. But if it does, I'll let you know. Don't all right. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So I just want to um. I want to ask you. So you said you have some new stuff coming. 
can 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 we get a date or no or is that is that under wraps so no you can uh, so i planned on doing august 7th okay but if it's not august 7th it'll be in august okay so so we have a guaranteed august time frame. yeah august is, are, we, are we talking a uh, a single or are we going to talk like a single right now okay do you have any plans for a uh, for a possible album or no uh i'm not doing an album right now i'm gonna do singles i feel like you get more focus as an independent artist on singles I agree. And especially with like everything going on right now, I'm kind of just I agree. playing by ear. Yeah. So, but, but I do, I mean, I probably follow up with a song or two after the one that got longer. So hopefully another two to three songs are put out this year. Cool. So you're, 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 uh, you're cool with the single route. I'm uh, I, I agree when, when it comes to, you know, someone who, um, I mean, you, you obviously have a very, you know, a very great following going on, but I mean, let's say you stack a 10 song album, right? You know, it's hard for people that don't know you to go and listen to that 10 song album. It's, it's, you have more of a chance of them, you know, following you after that single once they hear that one song that you like. So Correct. And especially if you're not playlisted, like I'm not playlisted right now. So getting people to listen to 10 songs is pretty hard. So how does that work when it comes to being playlisted? Because I've actually been curious about that. You gotta know someone. Yeah, that's it. That's all it is. <laughs> that, I mean, I don't, I, I guess if you had a song that like blew up, blew up, like huge, like Old Town Road or something, you probably just get thrown on there. But um, you submit for playlisting, but I've never been playlisted. And my last song has been doing pretty decent for being or Which all organic. I'm, not, I'm really surprised it hasn't been playlisted. Yeah, I was hoping it did, but it hasn't yet. So it's got no editorial playlist, but maybe it'll one come. day. It'll come. It'll come. I, I feel like, you know, like you said, I feel like with – with a lot of this kind of stuff, it's it's kind of who you know, unfortunately. And not even just like in music. I mean, it could that's be- That's life. Yeah, that's life. I mean, even I'm yeah. struggling with that right now. Like I just graduated college and trying to find a job and it's, it's so difficult and it's all about who you know. Yeah. And so I, I get sure. it. Bryce, man, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, it was really great to do this with you. Um, your song's doing great. I'm looking forward to new music. This is Bryce Mullen. I'm Kyle Corbliss. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Remember Country Music. As always, rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you loved the episode, and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. Like I said, I'm Kyle. That's Bryce. Check him out wherever you listen to music, um, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, go, go, go get his merch on uh, www.brycemullen.com, and uh, I'll see you next time.